what does young adult ministry look like in a different parish? We're going to find out today on Happy Hour. Welcome back to Happy Hour, our podcast for young adults here at the Cathedral of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. I'm Rick, and boy, do I have a special guest that I am super excited. And, uh, you know, this is our first podcast, so this is going to be, oh, that was magical. Did you hear the magic? I did. Oh, wasn't that great? (laughs) Um, Yes. So I have with me in studio today, Colleen, who... Uh, I'll let her introduce herself, so I don't, I don't give anything away, but Colleen is at a different parish, and we're going to talk about why she's even here doing this podcast, what is upcoming, what is exciting. There's so much stuff, but first, welcome, Colleen. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. First podcast. Very first, yes. <laughs> you know what? You already sound like a pro. Oh, well, thank you. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so why don't you give us a little lowdown on who you are, okay. uh, what your role is um, at your whatever parish you're at, because I haven't said it, <laughs> and uh, how long you've been there, all that kind of fun info. Okay, sounds good. Um, I am at St. Patrick parish in Morristown, Tennessee, East Tennessee. Um, I've been at the parish in one capacity or another for about 15 years. Um, And right now I'm wearing a lot of hats. I'm actually um, titled as the parish general manager, but I'm also working with our youth ministry, um, young adult ministry, and an adult faith formation. Wow. Um, So I'm involved in a lot, but um, I'm excited. We have a really wonderful parish. That's awesome. Hopefully you have a bit of a team with you too. I I do. Okay, good. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, before before COVID hit and our numbers were, you know, much, much bigger, um, we had about 60 people on our youth ministry team. Um, But we had about 270 kids come in on a Wednesday night. So unbelievable. um, it was... uh, it was a beautiful thing, and we're we're growing back up to that. Um, That's good. Yeah. You know, so were you involved with youth ministry straight away? Like, have you been involved? Have you, has your hand been in that for fifteen years? Pretty Ish. much. Um, I started out part time just doing uh, activities for middle school. Oh, okay. So we would do field trips and right. little events at the church. So I just started out part time with that and. It grew into relational ministry mm. um, for middle school and high school, part-time, and then that grew into a full-time position, and then the office manager left. <laughs> <laughs> they said, hey, you, you can manage stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Isn't that, uh, it's so funny when you work for the church now. Uh, I've worked for the church for 26 years now, and, and oh. so I understand, I understand sometimes the variety of hats. Mm-hmm. Um because we don't always have all the resources. We don't always have uh, all the people that are there. Correct. But we do our best, yes. right? The Lord gives us what we need. Oh, <laughs> amen. And he, he doesn't give us what we don't need. Which I was just doing a reflection on. Um, I, I'm trying to remember if it was one of my weekly, I think it was one of my weekly reflections. But mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of times we pray uh, and it's about staying fervent in prayer. Why? Why do we have to keep asking? Oh, that's what it was. It was the reflection, I think, for this coming Sunday because we get the Our Father in this Sunday's Gospel. Mm -hmm. And Jesus tells us a story about uh, a a man who doesn't have bread, goes to his friend, but it's late at night, so the friend makes excuses as to why he can't give him any bread. My kids are sleeping, all these things. I'd probably do the same thing. But then Jesus says, the man 
who was giving excuses, will eventually give the bread to his friend, maybe not even out of friendship, but because of the persistence of the friend asking. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. I thought, well, when we ask God, when, a lot of times when I pray, I don't know about you, you're, pro you're probably a way better Christian than I am, but when I pray, I, saw, I pray a lot for things that I want. Sure. And uh, I've been told, though, you know, you're supposed to pray. But if we're consistent in that prayer, then a couple of things happen. Number one, if the Lord wants you to have it, it's, it's going to happen. But if he doesn't, he's going to let you keep praying for it, too. And eventually, for me, the realization comes about is, Oh, yeah, maybe I don't want to win the lottery. Um, maybe, you know, uh, most of the people that win the lottery are bankrupt in two years and their lives are never the same and their relationships have changed. I don't want to win the, That'd I don't be, want to win it. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but I think that's, that's why same it's thing. so brilliant, why yeah. we're persistent in our prayer, because you keep praying, you're going to, I think you alone will start to realize, oh, that's a terrible prayer. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm asking for that. So persistent in prayer. I, I love that a lot. Yes, I think yes. that's good. Now in our ministries, boy, do we have to have that. Yes. We, uh, we're faced with a lot of challenges, um, but also a lot of opportunities to grow and help others grow. Absolutely. I'm assuming that's why you probably got into ministry, right? Yeah. When you went, you went to college. I did. Where yeah. did you go to college? I went to San Diego State. Oh, yes. Okay. You're talking <laughs> California. Yes. Southern California. Oh. Now, yes. <laughs> being a Southern Californian uh, oh. native. Oh, did not know that. Yes. Uh, born in Ventura, kind okay. of by Los Angeles. Yes. Um, I have a little preference for California. Yes. I wouldn't live there ever again. Yes. Uh, it's expensive. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot expensive. Um, but yes. I, I enjoyed my time there. And now, when you went to college at San Diego State, mm -hmm. what did you major in? I majored in economics. Oh, clearly youth ministry work. That's excellent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's funny. Economics. Yes. What were you going to do in another life? I don't know. I, I, I just enjoyed the topic. Um, I've, I've always thought of it as the psychology of money. Oh. Why people do what they do based on money. Um, so, I like that. So I, and I think you could probably weave that into theology and you know lots of other things that are important in our lives of course um but yeah it was a it was a very interesting um topic so yeah it, it's it's one of those um majors that unless you have a doctorate in it there's not a specific path you know i'm wasn't going to become an economist <laughs> but, i hear you could uh, be a professor at san diego state university in economy though. probably <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but anyway it just is what I don't know, just was my interest at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And so then you went to college. You Did you move to Tennessee then, or what, how did you get here? Um, let's see. I moved after college is when I got married, okay. and um, he was in the Navy. Oh. And so he had just been transferred to um, Virginia Beach. Oh. So we moved to Virginia Beach, okay. and we had our four kids in Virginia Beach. And then his parents retired to East Tennessee, so um, when he retired from the Navy, about it was about 15 years later, mm -hmm. um, we moved to Tennessee. Wow. So, yeah. It's beautiful here. I just love it here. Uh, listen, yeah. uh, there's a reason that I'm mm -hmm. done. Yes. I'm not moving anymore. Mm -hmm. been in Florida, Michigan, yep. you know, all these different places. Yeah, no, I'm here for good. Yeah. Um, so you had four kids. Mm-hmm. Are they grown up now? Are they... Uh... Well, yeah, a lot of exciting things. So I have three girls and a boy. Oh. Um, all of them are college graduates now. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I have two that two of my daughters that are married. Mm. 
Um, and my oldest is about to have my first grandbaby. <gasps> what? I know. That's incredible. Next month. I'm so oh excited. Oh my goodness. Do they know what it's going to be yet? It's a, it's a girl. Oh. Her name is Blair Helen Bishop. They already have everything all uh, set. It's all set. Yes. Is the room is the room all taken care of? Uh, the yep. is they the crib together? <laughs> they actually just got a new house, so oh. yeah. So they're nesting big time. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that is so great. It's really exciting. congratulations. So I'll, I'll be flying to Texas next month. So. Yay! Yeah. So oh. good, good, exciting news. I uh, I guess I am old enough to have grandkids. I just my kids are, yeah. and my oldest is still. He's, Gonna be a senior in college, so okay. we're, we're and they're all gonna be priests and nuns, so it doesn't matter. I don't want any grandkids. That's that's how that works, right? I just tell them what they're exactly, doing. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, I heard that's yes. how parenting works. So. Of course, I'm gonna keep trying that. I don't know. That works in youth ministry too. Yes, right? obviously, yes. clearly. Uh, so speaking of, eventually, you know, I w- I went to youth ministry. I didn't want to. My mom had made me, um, which was great. Thank yes. you, mom. Uh, but I didn't want to. Eventually going through it, having a transformative experience. But one of the hardest transitions, I think, is when you leave that nest of, of like high school youth ministry because you found your comfort zone, you found your people, mm-hmm. you're surrounded by a, a hopefully a great supporting cast. And then you graduate high school. And then we tell you, uh, good luck out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hey, when you get married and have kids, come on back because we'll baptize and then we'll get you know, all these things. But the interim portions, or even yes. when you're going through young adulthood, you know, you're figuring out, mm-hmm. are you called to marriage? Are you called to religious life? Are you uh, going to be single? Are, what kind of jobs are you looking for? Where are you going to live? My goodness, there's so many things. And if we're not, if we don't have people to journey with through that, it is such a lonely time, Colleen. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's probably the most transformative time mm-hmm. in a person's life. Yeah. And um, to not have that guidance just makes it a lot harder. Um, and I, I know for me, I, you know, I can say that I'm one of those people who fell away from the church when I went off to college. And it wasn't until I started having children. Mm. And I always said my children were my compass pointing me right back to the church because, you know, I knew I wanted them involved. Absolutely. And, um, you know, baptized and going through the sacraments. So knowing that that was important to me is what pulled me back in. Oh. And, you know, I wish I hadn't fallen away. Of course. It would have been better. Yeah. Um, and there were difficult times that I, you know, look back now and think, boy, I think it would have been a lot easier mm-hmm. if I had had that support and that spirit, spiritual strength to, yeah. to lean on. So, But at the same time, the mm-hmm. Lord takes that. Mm-hmm. Clearly, mm-hmm. he has used it for good, yes, right? Which yes. is wonderful. But if we can help people not struggle so much through, Absolutely. there's always going to be a struggle. There's always going to be a moments of being separated from the Lord. Absolutely. Uh, but if we can help minimize those, especially mm-hmm. in the young adult years, I believe we should. Absolutely. And so now we have uh, started a joint collaboration that I am so excited. So you guys have to know, this is the first time that, uh, no, I've worked with Colleen for uh, about two and a half years now, yes, right? Like yes. we were we were doing things during COVID uh, when I first met you. We, mm-hmm. we, you know, we started doing things uh, online with COVID and everything. And We're um, Zoom friends. We, we are total Zoom friends. <laughs> for two and a half years, we've been Zoom friends. This is the first time we've ever met in person know, right crazy. now. That's crazy. That is so wild. I and and, I, and I, I shared with you, but I'm going to share with everybody else. I had said from the get-go, from mm-hmm. the very first Zoom when we had a, a bunch of youth ministers all on together. Um, I don't know what it was. We were we were doing something, and I don't know, your personality showed and your leadership showed. And uh, I had said, right from the get-go, I said, 
that Colleen is one that I want to work with. That's one I can work with. That's one I want to work with someday. And I just laid that in the Lord's hands. And here we go. Two and a half years later, we are entering a joint union of young adult ministry, which is going to be phenomenal. So a lot of listeners, maybe maybe some listeners don't know, but we're part of the Young Adult Initiative through St. Minred, which is in Indiana. It's Mm -hmm. um, our seminary where we send a lot of our seminarians here in the diocese too, and they get formed there. Well, they have a lot of different outreaches there. One of them is they get funded by the Lilly Endowment, and they've created this young adult initiative. It began, I don't know if you know this, but there were, I believe, 15, it might have been 14 ended up, but I think they invited 15 uh, parishes from around the states, now mainly kind of in the Midwest and East, Mm -hmm. uh, to be part of this collaboration effort, a five-year program. You get funding, but you're going to come together in collaboration. You have to do a lot of reporting, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were part of that before I ever came. So I came about halfway through, Oh, okay. which was, was yes. great. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was even more wonderful, well, good or bad, I don't know. But for me, it was great. Uh, we hadn't spent a lot of the funds that, that we had received. Wow. Yet. So I was like, thank you. That's a good and problem. Then, no, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> and so uh, we kind of went and ran with it. And we finished phase one at the end of December. Yeah, so December 31st was the end mm-hmm. of phase one. Uh, they invited five parishes. To, that were of phase one to be part of a phase two. Phase two looks a little different. Still get funding, still the, the collaboration efforts with St. Minerad and everything. However, we get to take on a sister parish where we get to journey together. Yay. And the beautiful part, what I love about this is we got to identify in our area who we would like to invite and then journey with them so that this process continues and they don't have to start from square one where we started five years ago. That any anything any process that we've done or anything that we can share and say here's kind of some things that worked for us didn't work for us you know obviously every parish is going to be different so you're going to try some different things but we wanted uh saint patrick's to be part of our collaboration so we invited you accepted yes which is wonderful and now here we are (laughs) i know this is exciting it's it's, it's rolling (laughs) my goodness it's really happening it really is Mm -hmm. and uh in fact july 1st i believe was kind of our I don't know, official start, start. Yep. I guess we're going to say. Yes, yes. But we're in November, we get to go uh, to St. Meinrad. Yeah. And let me tell you guys something. If you've never, like if you're just a whoever and you're listening to this, go to St. Meinrad. Stop there at some point and go. I lived in Florida. Okay, so I know mm-hmm. Disney World very yes. well. <laughs> yes. And uh, you and I just had lunch. Where? What food did we have? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. So I know Disney. Mm-hmm. I know Chick-fil-A. And St. Minred does hospitality better than both. Wow. And that says something. Yes, it does. So it's a place, it's a, you know, it is a seminary, but it's a place to retreat, to go away, to be with the Lord, to, Mm -hmm. to, to recenter yourself. They have a beautiful store there where like the, the, um, the monks make some, uh, uh, brothers, the brothers make some like foods and the, I believe the, uh, the, the nuns make some of the wine that they sell in there. And then they, and it's a huge store. They have a a bunch of stuff, but I think the, the peanut butter, um, that the brothers make is called uh, brother butter. And (laughs) I think if I remember right, that's what it's called. And it is 
unbelievable. That's awesome. I, I did, oh, it's so good. You have to try that. I have to bring back a little goodies for the staff when I come back. Oh, you absolutely have to. And the good news is we get to invite some young adults with us oh. to go to that process. Only a handful or whatever. Sure. But really identifying people who we, we see some leadership material in. Wonderful. And have that I see in you conversation, uh-huh. right? We love those I see in you conversations. <laughs> but this is really exciting. So being part of the Young Adult Initiative now, you already kind of have a little bit of a group going or a semi-decent group going of young adults at your parish, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yes. So what does that look like typically? Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, what are you hoping to have happen for your parish? What What do you want to see for young adults in your parish? So right now we have um, um, a woman from our parish who has put together a, a group of um, young adults. Mm-hmm. They all happen to be Hispanic. Mm-hmm. We're a largely Hispanic parish. Um, and um, they're all bilingual. Um, it's about eight or ten that are meeting each Sunday before Mass. Nice. Um, and they are, they are really the leaders. Mm. So the idea is for us to kind of train them up, to inspire them, yeah. to listen to what they want mm-hmm. um, so that we can pull more people in. Um, we have about 1,100 families. Oh, wow. Um, so, and, and I think... It's probably a larger number than that. You know, there's people who come but aren't registered, that kind of thing. So it, it's a pretty good-sized parish. Um, and I think we're growing in our young adult numbers. Mm. Um, like I said, we had a flourishing um, youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously those coming out of youth group are now in the young adult um, group. So I think it would just be a really um, powerful thing mm. for them um, to be able to have something to connect them back to the church again. That's not youth ministry. That's not youth ministry, not just mass. Exactly. I mean, obviously, mass is the ultimate connection. Of course, yes, <laughs> but, yes. We we always but, we always acknowledge that, <laughs> right. but we also always acknowledge that if all you're doing is going to mass, right? right yes, that's wonderful for the soul, but mm-hmm. as a human being, we need more. more. We need connection. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Uh, and we're hoping that through this collaboration effort mm-hmm. that I, I'm, what I'm excited to see, I'm, I'm, always thrilled for the journey. Absolutely. In fact, I, I think I tend to <laughs> sometimes stick on the journey longer than the destination, which, cause we're on it longer. I don't know. Yes. But I, what I, I'm really thrilled to see five years from now, what this looks like for both of our parishes, Absolutely. you know, what the, what the whole, uh, and what the world is going to look like in five years, who knows? Sure. Five years ago, we'd have never guessed it looked like now, right? That's definitely true. And our <laughs> ministries look very different. Extremely. Yes. yes. But one thing doesn't change and that's the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so if we're, if he's at the center of, of, of this and all that we do, mm-hmm. how can we not succeed? Absolutely. And I think, you know, knowing where we are now that we didn't know five years ago, I think that that desire for the Lord is, mm. is even more real um, because there is so much pain and anxiety and just conflict out there to have something real and beautiful to hold on to mm. is, is that much more important. Yeah. So. Gosh, truth and beauty. Uh, that's the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Amen. He's, and <laughs> so, so often we try to find that in other areas and mm-hmm. for a time, maybe it settles that, but it never fills it. Right. Um, I've always seen a, such a struggle for young adults, especially so if you're coming out of college or even if you don't go to college, but just it's, it's something about that age range. You're, you're not, you're not young. You're not a kid anymore. You've got to do this adulting thing. Yes. Uh, we haven't done a great job of training people on how to adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes you just wake up and you're like, oh, I, 
I guess I'm an adult mm-hmm. now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had so many young adults express that sentiment uh, to me. I just woke up one day and I realized, uh, I guess I'm an adult. Right. Uh, <laughs> nobody's doing my laundry, so I guess I have to. Uh, just all those fun things. And yes. I think back to my own young adult years, yes. right? And if I didn't have my community, mm-hmm. Colleen... We wouldn't be on this podcast together, <laughs> let me tell you. It'd be a much different podcast. Yes. right? So that connection of saying, um, yes, it's community, and yes, it's young adult community. Now, here's the transition. Mm-hmm. And you already alluded to it, mm-hmm. but it's this, you're not just young adults. You are part of the parish. It's a whole. Absolutely. So much like we have, if, if we were to have like youth ministry, same deal. You're youth, you're in ministry, but you're part of the parish. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the fears, um, and this, is, this even applies to young adults, and I'm sure you've heard the phrase, I hate it, I can't stand it, everybody knows if you say this to me, I'm triggered right away, and that is the youth are the future of the parish, <laughs> the future of the church. What a false statement that is. Um, can it be true? Sure, it, it's possible that that's true. But I'm also the future of it, and I'm nowhere near a youth. But if you're baptized, um, guess what? Yep. You're just as much church as I am. So it's it's about acknowledging the presence sure. of youth and young adults in our parish. Right. And also dealing in the now. Right now. Yes. Because they are. Um, they, in fact, they're experiencing life just like I'm experiencing life. It looks different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Does that invalidate any part of them playing any part in the church? Of course not, mm-hmm. right? Why aren't they? Why don't we have them lecturing? Why, why aren't they? Not just that, because those are like visible signs, which are great. But what about on our boards, our mm-hmm. committees? Right. Those that are making decisions for the direction of the parish. Mm-hmm. Of course we should. Do we want young adults in our pews? Absolutely. Then let's get young adults <laughs> in the input, yeah. right? Yeah. It does make sense to me. It, it does sense. make sense. Absolutely. I think that's a culture shift though, right? Or like a, it's a change in mindset. Yes, I think that's definitely true. Yeah. I yeah, think I mean, it's it, typically it was the retired people, you know, that had time on their hands. But of course, they have a view that's going to be much different than a young adult yeah. would have. So, And I think in our society, we used to just kind of accept that and lean on that you know, trust of, you know, better than I do. That doesn't exist anymore. That mindset has long gone. (laughs) I mean, look at, look at the, um, the, uh, we don't trust institutions. You know, I I mean, I've seen the statistics from uh, springtide research Mm -hmm. and I get it all the time. So I'm always updated on what's, what's trending and what all that stuff Mm -hmm. to see the lack of trust in institutions. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the church is not the worst in, in terms of what they trust. Governments up there, oh, uh, banks are up. Th- I mean, <laughs> yeah. all, it's it's like institutions as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that say, just because you're older, and maybe you know some different things than I do, that doesn't mean I trust you, right? You know. So if that's the case, I'm not I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'd right. Let yeah. that sit to the side. Mm-hmm. What the truth is, is that young adults want to know that they are a part of what they're a part of. Yep. They don't do things just to do them. Right? Absolutely. I've, I mean, I've said that all along. I part of, yeah, part of what, you know, the difficulty of, of adulting mm-hmm. is time management. Oh. You know, how do you, how do you balance everything? Um, so, you know, that definitely is, is a, a factor in, in all of that. So. I hear a lot, you know, I'm not going to do this unless I know why I'm doing it. Yep. Yep. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
that was not the sentiment of my generation. Yep. No, mine either. Yeah. No, I do this because that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. Right. I mean, that's yep. that's pretty. I, right. I feel makes, like I can speak it makes, for it. Right. It makes the people around you that you love proud of you. Yes. Yes. And you know, and that's you know what we were seeking. Was yes. That that feeling of um, affirm affirmment. Um. Uh, you know that. We're doing what we're supposed to. Exactly. You know, that, that little pat on the back. Validation. <laughs> Validation. Right? There's the word. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I, I, but that, um, that's long gone. And I'm actually really thankful for that. I got to be honest. I like it that um, people are starting to do things because they want. They, mm-hmm. It's their mm-hmm. desire. Right. And if that's the case, which it is, uh, then we have to help them to see why there is no better arena to throw your hat in mm-hmm. than the Lord. Right. Absolutely. And young adults, we're coming. <laughs> we're not going to stop until you know that you are loved, yeah. that you are welcome, that you are. Like, and I, I try to let them know, like even in this area that we've created here is, is this youth and young adults center here at the parish, uh, at, the, at the cathedral parish, is that it's not it's not mine. I mean, I I helped people put it together, right. but it's, it's theirs. It's yours. You, you literally can walk in and take advantage of it. And it's it is amazing. It is pretty good. <laughs> you got to see it for the first time today. It's really amazing. Yeah. Yes. I have, uh, now, um, 31, uh, items connected to my Google home so that when I walk in here and I tell, uh, Google to turn things on. Um, it tells me turning on 31 items. Uh, I just, I just find that funny. I don't know. That's a lot of items. That is pretty funny. That is pretty crazy. <laughs> and it's fun. All right. We, we are nearing the end and there's so much that we're going to have more time to talk and, and unpack stuff and we'll keep everybody updated as well on kind of where we're at, Absolutely. where the collaborations at, maybe we'll share some stuff where that we failed at. Um, and hopefully we can share some stuff that we've succeeded at. And we've too. got five years ahead of us. Five so. years of failure. Oh, I mean, um, <laughs> Learning how to do things better. Uh, because I, I always say that because um, I think if you're not, mm, I take, I like to take some risks. I think you have to take risks. Mm-hmm, and I'm not saying I always take the right risks. Sometimes some of the stuff that I think is going to be wonderful is a complete and utter failure. That's because I'm a human being and I am not God. Yay. Uh, but when I am in tune to God and I do take risks, um, more times than not, if if we're really focused on what the Lord wants us to do, it's it's oh, it's good. We're we're good. We're doing the right thing. Absolutely. So yeah. we're excited I mean, about that. I, and I, you know, like you were saying, um, in in your failures is where you find the path. Mm. You know, it, it points you and says, "Oh, yep, you got to move over." Yep, yep. Hey, <laughs> that you, wasn't it? You've done this wrong ten times. How about you try it the right <laughs> way this time? Yeah, that's how, that's so much how I feel. Well, and that's why I have eight kids. I think the eighth <laughs> one is going to be parented fairly well now. Uh, we had seven to train us. I don't know. Uh, I always like to do a segment towards the end, some rapid fire oh, questions. Okay. Um, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Uh, and then what I'm going to do is very simple. I'm just going to ask you a question after question. You give me your rapid fire answers, just your initial gut reaction okay. to these questions. All and right. hopefully I get to stump you on one or two of them. It takes you. I, I always love it when I get to stump someone. It's not often, but I okay. try. All right. Okay. Here we go. I'm 30 ready. seconds on the clock. Ready? Here we go. What is your favorite drink? A margarita. Oh, nice. Yeah. When are you most productive? Uh, at night. Oh. Who is your inspiration? Uh, my dad. Oh, summer or winter? Hmm. Can I pick fall? <laughs> oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what's your favorite number? 13. Oh, it's mine too. Okay. Oh. Uh, what's your favorite cake flavor? Chocolate. Oh, and how do you start your day? Um, 
with Good Morning America. Boom, I like it. That's so great. That was, this is actually 33 seconds, so oh, I apologize. Okay. Right. 13, why is 13 your number? I was born on the 13th. Me too, oh, 13! What month? January? November. Ah, that's okay. Good enough, good enough. That's a, and I wore that for every sport. Uh, I always wore 13. It was my number. Oh, that's funny. Colleen, man, we have so much in common. This is great. That's awesome. Oh, Might that I say good. you did very well in answering the questions, oh, too. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you must you. have worked in youth ministry. <laughs> <laughs> we're used to this kind of stuff, right? A couple times. A couple, yeah. here or there, you know, that's good. Well, Colleen, I cannot, oh, you know what? I can't end the show without giving you a gift. You, it, okay. Well, the, just this whole session has been a, a gift. It, for me, too. But actually, you get a real gift now. Hold on. Okay. All right. How exciting. Okay. I know it's a long time coming, but I found oh some uh, Cherry Zero uh, <laughs> Coke for you. Thank you so much. This I remember we were back. Gosh, yes. this is over oh, a year ago. You so had sweet. mentioned on a on a Zoom call. Yeah. I don't know how we got on it. Something about Cherry Zero. And you said you can't find it anywhere. Yep. And I always put that in the back of my head. I said, oh. When I find it, I'm going to get it. I'm going to give it to her. And that's awesome. today's the day. And so. I, I get to think of you every time I have one of these. Yes. Good or bad. You're going to think of me. It's, it's going to be one or the other. Oh, it'll be good. All good. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Colleen. What a this, pleasure. This has been a pleasure. And I'm just so excited about this journey coming very soon. Oh. Uh, and it's going to be amazing. I could not agree more. And hey, listen, if you're listening to this and you know someone that needs to listen to this, forward it to them. You can share this. Uh, please like, subscribe, all those things that everybody tells you to do to help the channel. Uh, we really appreciate it. But thank you, uh, young adults of our parish and all those listening, but especially our young adults. Uh, we hope you know that you are loved, that you are cared for, and that this is your home. We will see you next time on Happy Hour. Happy Hour.